Hey, here we go. My name's Cornelius. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode three of Gypsy Jazz Hangouts. I hope this finds you well, wherever you are, presumably under lockdown, eating your fifth bowl of dried pasta for the day. Uh, we're, we're under lockdown here in London, presumably same for you, wherever you are. Uh, un- unless you live in Sweden. Uh, in Sweden, you can still go to the pub, apparently. So uh, that's pretty good. Um, I was thinking of trying to get some flights there for Friday night after work, but uh, thought better of it in the end. Um, obviously, coronavirus is here and it's doing its thing, and it's pretty tough times for all us musicians, um, self-employed types. Uh, myself, the next 12 months uh, in my calendar, every single gig has been cancelled, every single one, um, which is pretty gutting. I was really looking forward to both of those gigs, but uh, that's just the way she goes. Uh, but until then, we've got a podcast to bring out. This episode, we decided to bring down a guitar luthier to come join us, a very nice chap called Alex Bishop. Alex Bishop studied at London Metropolitan University, graduating in 2010 with the University Recognition Award for Academic Excellence. How good is that? Um, so he's obviously pretty good at making guitars. Uh, he makes lots of different kinds of guitars, um, but he sort of specialises in gypsy jazz, that's sort of his passion. Um, so he brought some down for us, which we had to play, uh, and they they're really cool they're very his guitars are very unique looking they're very exotic kind of weird kind of sexy kind of cool uh, much like the guy who makes them i suppose uh, but most importantly they sound absolutely awesome uh, and if you want to get a look at them we've actually got this whole episode on youtube now uh, from start to finish no technical difficulties nothing so you can get up to youtube give it a like and subscribe to the youtube channel if you can that'd be a big help um there's a Facebook page now, Gypsy Jazz Hangouts. Give that a like if you can, it's all a big help. And of course, all the um, self-employed musicians nowadays, uh, most of the work's dried up. And so you probably notice everybody's kind of going online now. They're doing online lessons, making little YouTube videos, doing what they can to make some online content. If you know any musicians who are doing that, if you see it on your Facebook, give it a like give it a subscribe it is it doesn't take any time um and it really helps a lot of people out because a lot of people their income is basically just uh, postponed now um so anything you can do to support all those musicians um it's much appreciated speaking of which uh we still don't have a sponsor for this podcast uh, last week we were talking about if nike wanted to get in touch or adidas or anything like that to sponsor us uh, Nike did get in touch, um, but we, we kind of couldn't negotiate a deal, so that's sort of uh, came to a halt. Uh, if you make guitars, you know, if you make plectrums, you make strings, you do whatever, you want us to talk about it on the podcast, get in touch, let me know, I'll talk about it for sure. Uh, if you want to give us some, you know, send over something you've made, we can talk about it on the podcast, that'd be cool. Um, also, if you do hand sanitizer, that'd be cool, uh, toilet paper, uh, dried pasta you know happily be sponsored by that that'd be cool um all right let's get on with it episode three gypsy jazz hangouts here we go
Speciality, right, um, yeah. you know, in doing something, um, so that does help definitely. And um, you've definitely a speciality. Your guitars, I've never <laughs> seen guitars that look like them. Oh, thank you. They're pretty cool, and we've got a couple yeah. today. We're going to try a few out. This one, you made this one as well. Yeah, so this is basically number three. Um, it's the first one I did outside of like my studies at university. Okay. So I studied musical instruments right. as a degree. Yeah, and this was the first one. The first solo I built, basically, um, okay. just um, under no guidance. And you're still playing it to this day? Yeah. Still playing to this yeah, day. Yeah. Heard it works. Full of yeah, problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's it's it does the job. I have to admit, it's it's painful because every guitar I've made since, I've you know, I don't want to speak unkindly of it, but I've, <laughs> I've 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 seen all of them go out the door, and I thought. I would have loved to have kept that. Yeah, you know, no, no, no it's offense. It's like somebody taking <laughs> kids away or something like. Yeah, it's it, it's got a it's got a, a it's got an all right sound. This one, I I kind of never thought. I don't know. I'm, I think everyone with their own instrument sometimes has a bit of a love hate relationship. Yeah. You know it intimately. So yeah, yeah. and I know it extra intimately because I made it. Yeah. Um. So you kind of you can't let go of certain gripes about it so easily. How long <laughs> does it take to make one of those? Um, these days, it's about 200 hours. 200 hours? Yeah. Sometimes, it depends on the guitar. Uh, Gypsy Jazz guitar is generally about 200 hours. Is that, is that more than the average guitar or less? Like, a bit more. A bit yeah, more. there's extra features. The bend in the top. Yeah. Um, the, you know, the bracing's different. The bridge is kind of more work in some respects. There's, there's a guitar maker based in York called Ralph Bound. Have you heard of him? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's made guitar for like... Um, Graham Hodgson from Blur, is that his name? Graham Coxon. Coxon. Yeah, yeah. 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 Blur, and I think he made one for The Edge once as well. But he, mm. he made a Gypsy Jazz guitar and he said it was seriously difficult. Really? Like, and right. he, he'd been making guitars for 30 years. Yeah. Especially try, he said it's really hard. If, if it's not your kind of, if, if it's your first one and you're, you're used to making guitars, yeah. it is a different experience. Yeah, because sure. the, I, and I have the opposite thing. I, I found making kind of X-braced, Still string folk guitars, kind of a bit more of a head scratcher because really? I'm kind. Of, I've always been a bit more set up to one of these, <laughs> um, but I, I now I've I'm sort of leveled it off a bit and I've built enough of both to sort of yeah. feel confident in both domains. That makes perfect, <laughs> I guess. Do, yeah. you, do you think you make more uh, gypsy jazz guitars than other styles? 
Uh, overall, yeah, definitely. Um, it's probably about half of what I've made has been. How, how have you got stuff. into Gypsy Jazz specifically? Just because you like the music? Or? Yeah, I, I basically I quit a degree in aerospace engineering. Oh. Uh, Pretty much soon after. He needs one of those degrees. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I need one of those degrees. Yeah, you don't need this degree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I uh, yeah, and a, fr a friend brought back a CD, and uh, I, I we didn't stay in touch, but she'd have no idea what the impact of bringing back this CD from France was. Right. And it was of um, a group who now are fairly prominent, Les Dwight Delon. Oh the, God, yeah. Those guys. Really good. This was about. This would have been about thirty. No. 14, 15 years ago, and it's, I think it was a copy of their very first CD, which you can't even get their first album anymore. It's, it's not even on Spotify, wow. and it almost barely exists. And um, I heard it, and I was like, holy, holy moly, this yeah. is like, this is what <laughs> I've been moly. trying to play for ages. And then a, a couple of months later, a friend of mine said, oh, that's Gypsy Jazz. And I was like, yeah. all right, cool. Um, this seems like a legitimate new career path for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so as soon as I started that uh, a guitar making course, in London, after that, I was like, I had my sights set on the Gypsy Jazz guitar for ages. You know, it's funny. Everyone's got like their sort of origin story of where they first heard Gypsy Jazz, or maybe like how <laughs> they first got into wanting to be a luthier or a guitarist or whatever. And mm. I remember a friend of mine, Eddie Hutch, who plays saxophone up north, came around with a CD, and he's like, I got the CD, and it's really good, but I think you'll love it, so I'm just going to give it to you, like have it. And it was a Barry Legren CD live at like Carnegie Hall when he was mm. like 20 or something. And yeah, I just thought this is unbelievable. I just thought I, that's what I want to do. I already played a bit of guitar, mm. but um, I just thought, no, I want to play guitar. And I kept that CD because I want to be able to look back on that with happy memories rather than looking at the CD being like, this is where it all went wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of motivation. I look at it, it's like, I've got to make this good. Like, yeah, yeah. See, I've lost that original CD. Um, so I don't know oh. what that means. <laughs> Maybe to me, it did all go wrong at that point. But yeah. I, don't I don't want to look back on it. Cool, man. Well, hey, let's play another tune. Uh, any preferences, chaps? It's the hardest thing for uh, <laughs> to pick tunes. It's way harder than playing them. <laughs> minor, minor blues? Yeah, it's hard. easy. Yeah. Also, I have a bit more beer. We can speed up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to open my Coca-Cola. Be good. Um, do you want the, the head? Yeah, give it a whirl. Oh, we love to, I don't like that. Like, well, like we're going to have to get a sponsor at some point. Yeah, yeah. Drink it. Yeah. Sponsored by Coca-Cola. Sponsored by Coca-Cola, imagine that. And Budweiser. And Budweiser, yeah. King of beers. Just just keep talking about Budweiser through the whole podcast. The whole they'll send you a crate. They'll, 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 yeah, they'll get in touch, yeah. All four listeners, we'll, we'll make them get in touch. There you go, there you go. I promise to drink this in massive quantities if you sponsor the podcast. I will drink it loads, that is guaranteed. Other beers are on thing. Okay.
That's a really cool bike. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was really good. That was great. Right then, let's have a look at some more of your guitars. Mm. Um, which one do you want to talk about first? Okay, this one uh, on the left. Toby, could you or Look at this. So um, this is probably a good representation of sort of where my work, how my work's kind of evolved, I guess. Look at but, uh, something wow. slightly different. This this project is quite interesting because a lot of my more kind of uh, ex eccentric, uh, aesthetically eccentric work is often like stock that I build uh, that I sort of make time for. Yeah. in the year to experiment. Um, but this was actually a quite a, a close collaboration with uh, the client, um, and they they were quite involved in the design process at the beginning. Okay. And so rather than it being me saying to them, oh, I've always wanted to try this, what do you think about this? Yeah, yeah. It was more of him saying to me, is, is this possible? And uh, me sort of saying, well, technically no, yeah, yeah. I'll give it a go. Um, <laughs> and, this and, is the and, and this is the result, so it's all kind of it's laminated. Quite a, quite a piece of art. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like an aesthetic thing in itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I'd have that on my wall. I have, a question, I have a question about your design. So, obviously, as a violinist, violins come in how violins come. Obviously, there's a bit of variance in guitars. You know how you have your yeah. sound hole on the top? Yes. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I've never seen a guitar with. I've seen photos of them, but I've never actually mm. seen it in real life. Like a, with, without a hole in the front, you mean? Um, yeah. Or, well, or without a hole with, in the side? Well, you have one, you have both. That one just on top. Like, what's. Yeah, yeah. Why? How does that affect the sound, though? Um, I, more than anything, my, my sort of theory is it affects the perception of, of, sure. of what you hear because um, like you, you, it is kind of like an acoustic monitor. You kind of can hear what's going on inside the guitar a bit more, mm. um, even you know with the hole in the front, you know as well. Um, but I mean, the principle of, of having a hole at all is just so that when the, the essentially the top or the whole instrument is vibrating, it's sort of s squeezing um, and expanding the air inside it so just like a loudspeaker any sort of rush mm. in and out oh. so it's more that there's got to be a hole somewhere to um, let the air in but the hole doesn't <laughs> produce the sound it's the wow. it's the front of or mainly the soundboard which pumps the air as it vibrates so well, like like and you've got the bridge and the post in the middle that yeah they vibrate yeah 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 and, and again like you if you taped up your app holes you know, on your violin, you'll lose a lot of volume. It's because yeah, yeah. it sort of, I guess it sort of stiffens the whole instrument up. If mm. I, it, it, it's, it's a bit like having to work in a vacuum. You know, there's, there's air less easily roughly. I just assumed it was so sound to get out again. Yeah. <laughs> it's just banging on the wood, I guess, and then the wood has to vibrate for the sound to go out. But with the hole, it can yeah. just straight out. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 um, I mean, there's so many... Kind of yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can, this is a Chinese guitar, it's not quite Oh, these are cool. Um, no, for a Chinese guitar, that was not actually that bad. Yeah, yeah, uh, these are great, yeah. Whoa, hold on a minute. So, how do you just describe what these frets are? Because they're like slanted, and so, the higher up the neck, the more slanted they are. Yeah, yeah. So this is the concept of um, fan frets, basically. Um, Get, you get a lot of people. So the first one, this is kind of the third Fran Fret Gypsy Jazz guitar, I suppose, that I've done. And the first one was more extreme than that. And I took it to Samoa in about 2015, I think it was. And it, it was great fun, because you know, everyone there is familiar with the traditional Selma guitar. They walk around, they sit and jam with this Fran Fret guitar, and people would be like looking at their beer. Like, what the That's exactly what I was going to say. I feel drunk work, playing you know? this. Like, it's, it's, oh, it's crazy. And what's the kind of costs and benefits of this type of fret arrangement? So, I mean, without, without sort of dragging it into a bit of a history lesson, basically, it, it's 
It's actually something that's become obsolete. So the, the in, in, kind of on paper, the whole point of fan frets sort of began in about the 17th century. Wow. Okay. Um, with the, an English instrument called the Orpherion, which I think is the first example of a sort of fan fretted instrument. Right. And basically, it's all to do back then with string technology. So they to get a low note, all they had, the only variable they could use really was the length of the the neck or the or the scale length, basically from yeah. the nut to the saddle. So it's a little effort to kind of squeeze a bit more range of uh, okay. the instrument by okay. uh, having a longer bond string. Obviously, today, you know, there's we've we've got our our pick of whatever we want when it comes to strings. You know. Um, from the invention of you know wrapped strings and, uh, and wound in uh, nickel and things, um, we can get the mass on the string and get a low note with a relatively short yeah, scaling. Yeah. So for me, it's about um, partly initially it was about changing the um, scale length for one. Assuming you use the same set of strings, you're going to have a, 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 t a more tense bottom end if it's yeah, longer, yeah, yeah. or a slacker top end. Because so, um, I guess in a way it was a necessity. It was out of necessity rather than because I just thought it was an aesthetic. I thought people made it because it looked. I think cool. I think a lot of makers have gone back to it because of the aesthetic um, look of it. But I think there's an ergonomic uh, benefit. This one is kind of my favourite kind of spacing. Um, so I did the second one had a straight nut and a very angled bridge. So you can make your kind of straight fret anywhere you like basically so there's different ways of fanning it and that changes the experience of playing it wow so is, is there just one straight fret then uh, I, I, kind of, I don't make it on that principle but so one, one of the frets yeah. will be more perpendicular than the rest uh, to the centre line it'd be somewhere in the middle on this one that's a whole other yeah there's that's another hole in the front paint. yeah <laughs> that's, that's, that, really, yeah. that's really cool it's, it's a beautiful you know, it's, it's beautiful sounding as well is that a woman as well so it's nylon strings <laughs> this one's a nylon strong model yeah, yeah. so Again, that was um, uh, um, the, the that client's preference. Okay. So it's braced in a completely different way. Yeah. <laughs> like really mellow and warm, mate. Just, just play um, Coquette with me, the chords for Coquette. One, I think you can play it uh, as well. Yeah. One, two, three, one, two, three. A lovely sound of thing. It is. It'll take a while to get used to the. Yeah. Frets, you know? For me, it was a nylon string. So I, I, I was sort of working in the dark a bit because I'm not. It's. I think my first nylon string instrument I've made. Yeah. And that feels really different. So we, we spent a little while trying to find the right sort of strings for it. Um, it's not a classical guitar, you know. No. Right? No. So um, yeah, and it's it's kind of part part of the design of it. I mean, it's meant to have a, a good acoustic sound, but it's got a um, built-in pickup yeah. as well. It's quite kind of. A big part of the design of the instrument as well. Um, so look, I'm going to put yeah. that back there. Toby, you mm -hmm. pop that first, would you? And we'll play another tune. Okay. And we'll. Uh, 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 I'll be interested. Does that have a price tag on it, that guitar? Um, so basically, my my kind of well, sort of base price is four and a half thousand. Yeah. Um, but in the case of this guitar, um, certain extras. Cost more. Um, things like sound ports, um, a lot of my kind of unique 
ish sort of features, things that I've done on guitars, you know, don't change that price. Yeah. Uh, not like sort of bespoke inlay work and things, that's part okay. of that price. Okay. Um, but fan frets are a bit extra. Um, sure, yeah. And this one with a kind of cutaway sound hole, that adds a new dimension of complexity. Amazing. <laughs> it's quite interesting to see how your guitars have obviously progressed from. Yeah, like quite very a, different. I mean, quite a, like it's it's a beautiful guitar, but it's obviously just a quite a standard. You, kind yeah. of you'd guitar. know it was <laughs> an, that crazy you'd know thing. It, you'd spot it. You'd know it was an Alex Bishop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Oh, good. That's what I'm going for. Yeah, right? good man. Good my man. my kind of philosophy is that you know it's it's a bit like being a. I mean, I suppose there's a certain irony to playing this style of music because we all try and emulate Django. Yeah. Um, but actually, you know, in a lot of modern gypsy jazz players, they totally take that template of that music and make it their own. Yeah. And I kind of try and have the same approach to my guitars. It's it's yeah. it's um you know it's not about worshiping the ashes of, of that music, it's sure, about sure, you know, sure. tending the embers. Or yeah, whatever <laughs> you know. like, tree that know. grows out the ashes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, however mutated it yeah. might like be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Madness, man. What do you fancy playing? Should we do that Oriental Shuffle? Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's do that for sure. Now, so I've never I've never played this. So it's it's, it's, it's roughly an F. I haven't played it either. But That'll do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was.
beauty, hey? Is it, is it a Django shoe, that one? Because yeah, yeah. It's, uh, there's not a whole lot of stuff in F. So it's kind True. of, you know, yeah, yeah. lots of in G and D. It's nice yeah. to have a, yeah, yeah, a yeah. key Absolutely. covered in some way. Beauty. <laughs> so, um, we've got another guitar here. Now, this one, do you want to touch us that? Sorry. So this is like a guitar guitar, right? And just before we get onto that, right? I mean, yeah, the other one's like guitar plus. This is like a guitar. And <laughs> um, just tell me, because when people ask about what sort of guitar you got, and they're like, oh, is that a Gypsy Jazz guitar? Is that a, is that a Macaferry? Is that a, a Django guitar? There's a lot of different names, yeah. and it's, it's not really standardised. And what is it specifically, from the guitar luthier's point of view, that makes it not one of those and one of these uh, a Gypsy Jazz guitar? Um, besides, sort of, I suppose there's the sort of historical sign of it, you know, yeah. it looks like something designed in the 1930s by yeah. Mary McAfee. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, there, it's a gypsy jazz guitar, but what makes it sort of structurally yeah. and therefore sort of kind of tonally different, yeah. to me the, the key difference is the uh, bracing and the tailpiece okay. combo. So, so the tailpiece, I guess we all know that's this. Yeah, that's right. And what's special about this tailpiece then? It's not so much the tailpiece itself, it's just the principle of it. So okay. if you think about a guitar like this, you've got the strings anchored inside the body. Okay. So they're, they're held in with pins, that's sort of the kind of guitar most people are familiar with. Right. So if you imagine the, the kind of physics of it, as you tighten the strings up, this is pulling uh, the top kind of outwards with a bit of a kind of sideways motion. Hmm. Um, so th there's a lot of stress pulling on the top on something with a tailpiece, um, like a double bass or a violin. Um, you've got uh, all the pressure being imparted uh, on the top is, is going straight into the top. So okay. you've got the strings going over this bridge. There's an important angle behind yeah, it yeah. Uh, with the tailpiece in particular. As you've imagined tightening up that string, it's just going to push that bridge into the body. Yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah. this, the force is different. It's it's, it's pulling the bridge hmm. out of the body. Okay. And therefore, all the strength is in the centre here for right. uh, a boat guitar, you know, with an X-brace. Yeah. That's the point of the X-brace, that point of crossing is, gives it all the strength. Whereas these are ladder braces, so all the strength needs to be directly under the feet of the, uh, of the bridge where it's pushing down. Oh, and they, right. they have that pliage, the bent top. Yeah, so yeah. it's much more arched and domed than this sort of guitar. Sure, sure. You know, it's a flat top yes. you know, guitar. And that's, that coupling of the, the bracing with the tailpiece design for me is what makes it Yeah, different. okay, yeah. there it is. And they totally do. I mean, as soon as you play, you know. You can, hear it, you can hear yeah, you can hear it straight away. You know, so bright, crisp, uh, lots of sustain, you know, great for Yeah. Whereas, you know, not so good, but still good, but yeah, sort you of can, thing. You can chop away on it. Um so it's just it's just what the ears used to, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the, that I mean the, the this is walnut, so it's like a lot of gypsy jazz guitars are walnut. Okay. Um, Similarish kind of top. I mean, it's through the design of the instrument. And again, this is definitely an Alex Bishop guitar. We've got this kind of uh, the the fretboard. It's pretty wild. Yeah. And the little um, there's something on the back of that one as well. Is that right? Uh, oh, it's, it's more kind of it's got a bit of oh, yeah. the heartwood or sapwood. Yeah, the And the the kind of drawings on the front is that like um, <clears throat> what's the inspiration for that? So I did a guitar. Um, it would have been Gypsy Jazz guitar number. 
five or so. Right. And I had some, some really nice cypress that I'd been saving for. And this, uh, well, it's yellow cedar, actually, is the name of, of this. So at the time, I think there was a, the two get confused, but anyway, this was yellow cedar. And it's, um, uh, it was, it's like the most creamy, beautiful wood. Like it, it's no, unlike something like this, it's got a lot of grain, like dark lines and things. Okay. It was like a, you know, an absolutely blank canvas. I thought yeah. I'd make this beautiful guitar that's just like all creamy white. Um, and I cut the when I did the back, I cut the outline out the wrong way around, yeah. as if it would be for a left-handed okay. guitar. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that's all right. I, have to, I I just turn it over, and what would have been the outside is now the inside. Huh. Right. But there was a dirty grey knot on one side. Okay. Um, so now it had a you know this completely white back yeah. with a knot in it. Um, and I thought I I scratched my chin about it for a bit. I thought I've I either I can't really proceed because it'll look rubbish. So I thought right, I'm gonna do a, a big inlay all over the back of this guitar, and it was inspired by a uh, Kandinsky painting. Okay. Um and Wassily Kandinsky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was kind of he's kind of of the Art Deco era, and he did a lot of um, paintings that were inspired by sort of visual representations of music. Um, mm. And I thought, let's, let's, yeah, let's, I spent a, a, an unplanned whole afternoon inlaying this back with all these bits of ebony and rose and all sorts. Um, and it was in this kind of, you know, this sort of design. So lots of geometric hard lines. Uh, I remember I showed the drawing to my wife of what I was going to plan to do. And I was yeah. like, what do you do? Would you buy a guitar like that? And she was looking at it. She was like, oh, well, I hate it, but it's a <laughs> And you're like, just be honest, love. don't sugarcoat it. Just tell me what you really yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, but I, I chose I to ignore her <laughs> advice on this occasion. And um, yeah, and I, and I uh, finished the guitar off. And uh, yeah, and it, it, it turned out really well. It was one of my favourite guitars, and I loved it so much that somebody then asked me to build a, a variation of it. So I did an, like an inverted version, like the dark wood and light mm. inlays. And I've kind of tried to retain elements of it in my Amazing. guitars. Yeah. But this is the last one, really, with the kind of Kandinsky-inspired stuff. Um, now they're kind of just now you know the, the geometry is getting kind of scaled up in a way. I don't, I don't know. I'm not really paying attention to my style. I just do what I feel like. <laughs> good man, good man. That's the way to do it. So look, it's what time is it now? Like quarter past three. Have we got a clock? Mine's past. So uh, yeah, past quarter past three. Yeah. Okay, so we've only really got fifteen minutes. Um, so we'll play a tune. Before I do, um, how do people buy guitars? Uh, well, um, so there's kind of two ways. It's either something I've already made that's for sale, yeah. um, or they commission a new instrument from yeah. me. Um, I don't tend to have any gypsy jazz tiles in stock. They tend to get snapped up yeah, reasonably okay. quick. Okay. Um, so they're done on, mostly on order. Um, this is uh, basically this and another guitar of mine, which is my OM version, uh, the only guitar I have in stock. But they're available to sell, uh, for sale. Did you so. do go online? Is that the best way to Yeah, um, www.alexbishopguitars.com. Easy to remember, um, there you go. There you go. <laughs> and uh, yeah, everything's listed on there, and I've, I, I do a newsletter, people subscribe to that, and then when that, you know, if you want first dibs on a new instrument, subscribe. Okay. And do you do discounts <laughs> for like, oh, people with big beards, um, <laughs> people who run podcasts, maybe? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see what we can do. See what we can do, yeah, yeah. Maybe we want to be sponsored by Budweiser, which is sponsored by Alex Bishop Guitars. How about that? A creative Budweiser, you know, can often uh, <laughs> helps with negotiations. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, boys, have we got any news? Marcus, have you got anything coming up? Any cool gigs? Um, got a gig next Saturday. Next Saturday? <laughs> oh, yeah, shit, right, we should talk we about should, that. Yeah, yeah. We should, yeah. Yeah, so uh, myself and Marcus doing a gig with um, Daniel John Martin, uh, 
Parisian-based oh, yeah. uh, violin player. He was actually English. I'd always presumed he was French. Uh, yeah. But he was born in like, England and grew up in Africa. His name's pretty English. I know, that should have been a giveaway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was a bit confused by the way. He's a French. Yeah, oh, well, there you go. There you must think of it, I think it was Daniel Jean. Jean, Jean. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, so we're doing a gig with him um, in Seven Sisters, a place called The Post Bar, uh, Saturday the 8th of February. This probably won't be out before then. So uh, get your time machines built, lads, and uh, come back in time. It's not a geek to be missed. It's going to be awesome. That's really so, yeah, exciting, though. I'm going to be there. Yeah, totally so exciting. Yeah, yeah. And he's going to do the podcast as well. Uh, so that's something nice. to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. Tune in. Yeah. yeah. Any other news? Um, stuff coming up with my trio this year. A trio called Aurelius. Aurelius. Um, it's piano, bass, drums, my music. Um, he did an album recently or a while ago. Yeah, I see it on Instagram. It, it, time just flies. The album yeah. came out like autumn of 2018. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, quite recent. Yeah, yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's kind of old music. Feels quite old to me. Mm. But um, yeah, check it out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and hopefully we'll be uh, doing some gigs this year. Um, Brilliant. Touring, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully some gigs in Germany. But nice. Uh, cool. cool. You'll hang out with Khalifa. <laughs> He'll be there. Um, Toby, any news? Um, I'm organising a tour. Yeah. Right as um, so, I've obviously got the festival. Um, right after the festival, I'm going up up north and around to do a week tour. The Gypsy Literally Jazz the Festival of London. The Gypsy Jazz You've Festival. Of London. Of we we talk about it every time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you haven't heard of it. Where have you been? Yeah, uh, but yeah, that um, I'm going on tour after that. So literally the day after. Just a little bit. A lot of hard work now, but it'll be fun. Um, Fantastic. Got some gigs. Yeah. What's the gig we're doing in May? No, no, Crazy Cox. Crazy Cox. With Zadel. John Yeah, and not Filippo. No. Filippo's having a baby, so. Well, his wife is having a baby, he's not, but yeah. Which is fair. He feels he ought to be there. For like, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing else, nothing else. Okay, good. Right, lads, let's play a tune and let's throw this one away. Do you want to play Joseph Joseph two parts? Nah. As long as it's way too fast, like as too fast for me like to do a solo on it, yeah. Yeah, like, so just like, yeah. Yeah. like too fast for me, so like, <laughs> you know, burning fast for me. I couldn't play that, I couldn't solo. I was thinking, like, <laughs> Joseph, Joseph, yeah, that'll be good. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, there'll be another episode next week with Daniel Jean Martin. Um, yeah, brilliant. Cool, cheers, lads. All right, here